We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. Hey, it's Bart Winkler, the Bart Winkler Show. Today will be fun. Today, I am going to share a conversation I had with one Dario Melendez. That's right, Dario fans. This is the day that Dario has come on to the podcast. Formerly of a very soft infrastructure week. But no, Dario and I were feuding. Uh, we, we were feuding. That was 100% actual feud. We made up. Uh, he was on for about two minutes at some point last summer or in the winter. And now we sit down. I talk to him today and i do have some more i don't even want to say it i'm like planning on oh god i'm always i don't want to turn into this guy i'm planning on this not happen i'm planning on this not happen i will at least make an effort to make infrastructure week more of a thing where i continue to try to rebuild the bridges that i have so voluntarily burned i don't really have a lot of problems with a lot of people anymore i think i'm pretty good on the up and up um you know, because everybody's just doing their own thing. And I don't need to be attacking them. They don't need to be attacking me. The big thing that I am against is aggregators on Twitter or X. Look, I don't. I, why, 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 why do you take a brand? Why do you, why do you take a brand and change it for what? Who, uh, this guy's got a fascination with the letter X. What the fuck? It's so weird. He's had this. He's been able to go to X.com because he's had this domain for 20 years. Didn't he name his kid X? It's just weird to be obsessed with a letter. Unless that letter's G for G-Force. Man, I got some FOMO. I got some FOMO not being at the Packers shareholders meeting. I was asked to fill in for Bill Ryder this week on CBS Sports Radio, which I need to do because that's like my income. And I was going to turn it down on Monday so I could go to the shareholders meeting and it would have been fun. I would have ran into a bunch of people. God, maybe maybe long-term it would have been a better idea. I just, I have FOMO not being there. I really just wanted to be there, meet people, talk to people. Uh, I think I'm going to go to one of the preseason games to get the Lambo experience. Maybe take my kid. There's a Saturday noon game, which is going to be like family day, I would assume. Uh, I haven't gotten tickets yet. So if you have tickets that you want to sell, I'll take them off your hands for, like, I'm not paying full price for that shit, but I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll give you, instead of either, either you listen to me, ask for the tickets against the game against the Seahawks, 
and you say, oh, maybe I'll send him to Bart. Or it's the Friday before, and you're like, oh, shit, I can't give away these tickets. Just give them to Bart. Just sell them to me. But I do have FOMO. I have gone up there. I went up there a few years ago, and my main angle was talking to people that were other shareholders to see, do you get made fun of, and what's your response? Because I would get a lot of people making fun of me for the shareholders thing. I feel like I've found the answer to that. I'm I'm happy to have the share, the stock. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm happy to have it. I understand that I get no dividends or, uh, you know, money, but that's not, it's not the value. I don't, you know, like when you buy a couch, you don't buy it for the dividends or value. You buy it to have it, to enjoy it, to use it. That's what I'm doing. I'm buying it to have it, to enjoy it, to use it, to be able to have that connection to my team. And because it's called a stock, people get concerned but or confused. Not everything you need has to give you a monetary value in return. All right? You can, you can have something that is just there for you liking it. I mean, a lot of people collect cards, and then what do they do? They don't ever sell the cards. They die. And they, they had the cards. They collected it. Same thing. It's fine. You can you can have stuff. So that's what I always say. And then I think the, the good retort is, I know the Packers are going to stay here forever. And if you could spend $300 to guarantee your favorite team would stay in your town forever, then uh, I think you would do that. I do have some hot take thoughts on the Oilers thing. The Oilers jerseys are very cool. I don't know if Tennessee should be wearing them. That is kind of a slap in the face. That is kind of a slap in the face to Houston. They moved the team, moved, took the thing you love, and then now are throwing back to it. They wouldn't let you be the Oilers. You would have come up with some bullshit Texans. I don't know what the schedule is, but they could, the Titans could wear the Oilers jerseys against the Texans. That would be really, that would be awful. Funny. But awful. Imagine the Brewers leave and they go to Nashville. And then we get a team someday again. And then it's the Nashville Brewers. They use them as throwbacks, the ball and glove. It'd be bullshit. It'd be bullshit. I don't think the Brewers are leaving. Um, I don't. Like, anytime soon. Light on the Brewers today. They do play the Reds. They'll start a series with that, as we've sort of done as we check in at the end of the series or if something happens. Although I am working on a Brewers centric guest for the week. Uh, stay tuned for that. I guess Dario's Brewers centric or was at one point, but we don't really talk about that. I don't really remember what we talked about. We talked on Friday. I did channel 12 with him on Saturday. And we, so sometimes we're like, oh, we'll, we'll see you. And then we're like, oh, fuck, it's tape. Uh, you know, like I've done 9,000 times. It's funny every time. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. Took some of the CBD, CBNs the other night. Out like a baby. Out like a baby. And slept through the night real good. And appreciated that. So thanks to happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. Again, happyplacehemp.com. 25% off. Did I mention happyplacehemp.com? <laughs> uh, but 25% off every order, the gummies, the tinctures, what have you. You can get that 
again at happyplacehemp.com or College Court in Muskego. You know, websites changing their names these days. I just got to drill it in. H. They're going to change their name to H. All right. Uh, hey, how about Corey was going to leave a Carl's Place voicemail, but I, I'm recording. So let's talk to Corey, who's on his way back from the stockholders meeting. Oh, it was what a meeting. Um, got in there. It, it was exactly scripted, exactly how you, you uh, described it. You know, there's there's like a, you know, there's this energy that you feel. Uh, while you're going in and everybody's like all excited and the people, the ticket takers or whatever are like really excited and you work your way in and there's, I don't know, 10,000 people there. Uh, Mark Murphy did about an hour of just going through some things. They showed off the new scoreboard, which is really nice. Um, both the North and South are the same size now. Um, and uh, showed some highlights from last year. They, thanked uh, Aaron Rodgers. They said that they will retire his number when the time is right. Uh, Jordy Nelson is going to be in the Hall of Fame along with Josh Sitton. Uh, they've got a lot of hope for Jordan Love. And then uh, the treasurer came on and everybody loved <laughs> Did you stay to that part? Uh, I, I made it through the, the first part of the treasurer because just because so many people were moving down, I didn't want to just stand around on the steps waiting for people to go. So I kind of waited for the initial mass to clear out. And then I went down to uh, the pro shop and um, it was wild down there. Did you get anything? So, so the, like what I've said is there's the shareholders only merchandise, but then this year the Packers announced Tuesday, Monday morning that uh, God, what is the name of the company? Foamatics or some shit? I've done interviews with them. Cheesehead Inc. Foamation, yeah, Foamation, which was Cheesehead Inc. This was the guy Ralph that started the Cheesehead, and this would be a great time to throw that interview back into this podcast. But I did that when the Brewers started using it. But I think you're aware of the story now is that they got called Cheeseheads, and it started Brewers games, and then the Packers took it, really ran with it. And then now that it's going to Brewers games again, the Packers are like, fuck this, we're buying this company. And so now they own the Cheeseheads, those sneaky sons of bitches. But a lot of people bought the ones with owner on it, so I did see a lot of uh, images of that. Yeah, when uh, when I got down there, I actually was like, all right, I've, I've never owned a Cheesehead before, but you, know, you see the guys who make their own at games and whatever, and I was like, well, this is really cool. I'm here, I don't need another... Packers hoodie or t-shirt or hat or whatever. So I was like, I'll get this, put it in my, you know, my downstairs bar. Um, almost couldn't find one. They like flew off the shelves. And I just happened to, some lady pointed out that there was a couple that were hiding under like a, a table on a bench that was pushed back. And I was able to snag one of the last ones, probably in the entire pro shop. What if some so, poor kid was uh, waiting? What if some poor kid was hiding it? <laughs> I think I think they had kid sizes as well because oh. uh, I did see some kids wearing a, how you know I don't I don't know I would think that those would fall off pretty easily if they had you know if some kid was wearing like an adult sized cheese head so I went about six years ago I think it was and I said this is a great thing to go to once but I'll never go again 
But this year, I had FOMO. So, like, I think a five, six-year buffer, you can't go every year unless you're crazy, unless you, like, live right there. Do you have plans to return? So I was telling my cousin who lives in Ann Arbor, who's also an owner, uh, he was, I sent him a picture of, of me being there and he was like, I've got to do that one of these years. And I basically told him the same thing you just said. I, there's really no reason for me to, to do it again, but if he wanted to go and, you know, me and him could hang out, make a day of it, you know, then yeah, it'd be great. But I, to go by myself, I don't know. I just went and sat there on a bench and sent my friends text the entire time about just what was kind of going on during the meeting. And we were joking around about, you know, if, if they were going to dress Mark Murphy, was going to make the sled hill any bigger anytime soon or anything like that. And then I walked up the sled hill later on. One of my friends told me there was a bar up there and he lied to me. <laughs> so so I, I went up there and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Go up there and sit on top of the hill and have a beer before I drive home. But there was no bar up there and there was not much of anything. So I just walked back down the hill, got in my car and drove off. Well, I'm bummed I couldn't be there with you. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Like I said, I I don't think I would need to really do it again, but I'm glad I I did it the one time. So, yeah. How was the How was the reception for Leroy? He got on the board. Oh, it was huge. Uh, Mark Murphy made some joke. You know, they were talking about some other guy. He's like, oh, uh, you know, I save you save your applause for for what's his name while they were showing Mark Mur or while they were showing. Roy Butler, you know, he worked it in to make it look like some other guy was like the reason everyone was applauding. And uh, he was, he was also saying that hard knocks is going to be must watch television this year. There's eight, there's eight former Packers that are on the jets now. Well, I think that seals it. I'm going to have to do hard knocks post game shows. I think I'm going to have to. Yeah. I think they cracked the joke. If Mark about, Murphy's excited. I got to be excited. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't know, is um, he, he had some pretty, he had some pretty good writers going for him today, I think. He, wow. At least B, B plus material. Well, hey, great to have you as boots on the ground, Corey. Yep, I'm there for the people. You know, us owners got to stick together. All right, that's what I'll use. Thanks, man. All right, we'll see you later, Bart. How about that? Boots on the ground, Corey. <laughs> Corey helped me set up the parade chairs not too long ago. Oh, that would have been great because Corey was there and I could have saw Herman and Matt Ramage. And I saw a lot of other people tweeting pictures. I really wish that I could have got up there for that. But alas, maybe next year. All right. Uh, the next thing that you will see or hear is Dario Melendez. And if you want to catch the video of me and Dario, be two boys yucking it up, former enemies turned friends you can check that out on the dan shaney youtube stream youtube.com slash at bart winkler show it'll be like it's coming up here on the audio if you're on the audio but you can also see the video if you like to do that or have that at your convenience yeah youtube youtube is uh because i've never done my instagram it was always my personal thing and i unpersonalized it facebook i never do I do Facebook pages. So I like, I have a show account there. I put all my eggs into Twitter. And so if they can call it X or Elon or 
Bart's a fucking loser X or whatever they want to call it. That's what I put all my eggs into. I kind of got to, I kind of got to stick there. Threads fucking sucks. But I got to, I got to, you got to have social presence, man. And I, it took me a while to get on Twitter. I thought I was too cool for school on Twitter. It took me like three years to join. Uh, yeah, I, uh, fucking social media. I still wish we had a world without it. But then how would I do How would you ever find out about my podcast? See, it's tough. It's tough. Anyway, like and subscribe and follow on all the channels. By the way, threads, I'm at Bart Winkler. And Dario Melendez is coming up next. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Dario Melendez. What's up, that buddy? Me. Living the dream, man. Living the dream. It's great to have uh, you on. Uh, I'm so since. excited to be making my Bart Winkler show podcast debut. No, that's not technically true. I did a two minute clip with you when I was at your studio. Oh, I guess. I guess. But this is like the real thing. That was kind of a preview. We're, we're reconnecting, rebuilding that bridge that someone burnt down. I'm not sure who. Me. Um, <laughs> but this is like the actual debut. This is the real thing. Whenever anybody like has a little match to burn whatever bridge there could be. I come with a blowtorch of kerosene. <laughs> yeah. And just blow it up. But and you're I'm doing like, a good job rebuilding it. I love it. 
I've always thought it was one of my uh, personal traits that I can talk my way out of many situations. Smart man. Smart man. I like As it. I sit here, <laughs> sort of unemployed, sort of employed. Now you're crushing it, dude. This show yeah, is yeah. taking off. You're all over CBS Network. True, true. I got some PA chops in with my guys at Ford Madison. Oh, Bobby man. Portis was there I on can, Thursday. I can't wait until we get the uh, UCL team here in Milwaukee. I mean, the Ford Madison Capco has done such a good job. Connor Colloy has done such a good job out in Madison with Ford Madison FC. I can't wait to see what they do here. I know they're down to like the last 10 names or something for their team. Um, to me, it has to be Milwaukee Iron. That makes the most sense, right? Iron District, you're the Milwaukee Iron, maybe Cream City FC. I know I don't want Cream City. No. Cream City is a Bucks thing. No, it's a Milwaukee thing. It's, it's but when did you first hear about Cream City? I just had this discussion. When did so, you first when I so again you have to remember my former boss when I was here in 2010 to 12 was Dan Needles. He's an encyclopedia. So he needed to get me caught up on everything. And he was the first one that tell, told me that, you know, Milwaukee is nicknamed the Cream City. So I always tell people that come to visit that it's nicknamed the Cream City because they mix the brick with milk. L-O-L, Dario. And they all buy it. <laughs> and I was doing that same spiel when we had friends in town last time. And, and my wife, Jen, is like, I'm going to fact check that because you've been saying that for years. And there's no way in hell that's true. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Let no, me have cream, it. cream City was like what they called it 100 years ago. And then they put it in a time capsule. And then... Like someone discovered it seven years ago. Oh, they used to call this place Green yeah. City. Well, when I was at ESPN, um, anchoring Sports Center, you know, because I had a very successful run at ESPN, wasn't that successful? Um, whenever I did Milwaukee Bucks or Brewers highlights, I'd say, let's head to the Cream City. How long were you there? Uh, three years. So I was at I was in Bristol for three years, but I did the three and the eight o'clock Sports Center. So the three that were mainly on the two that were mainly on ESPN News, and the two that no one ever watched. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't you couldn't cut your teeth there or what? No, no. So ESPN is a very interesting place to work. Uh, I was a former college athlete, so for me, everything was meritocracy. Like the better you do, the film's going to catch it. And you're going to get promoted that way. At ESPN, it's not like that. It is very political. Like you need to, after every sports center or after every college game day or whatever show you're working on, you need to be in a manager's office showing off what you just did and then kissing major butt. And I'm just not built that way. Um, so, every show you had to air check every show? Oh, we had post-show meetings all the time. And the people that were the most successful would air check it with their producer or executive producer. So for one sports center show, let's say uh, the 6 o'clock, which is usually on E1, you have your main executive producer. You have a CP, which is the coordinator producer on the show. You have your main producer who writes the show, which for the E! News stuff, we did our own writing. For E1, you have a script writer, a tease writer, uh, two statisticians that give you all those fun facts. You know, when the moon's full on a Wednesday, he hits 200. Um, and then you have three runners that will just run and do whatever you want. So when you get to the the six o'clock, the 10 o'clock sports centers, you don't do anything. You just kind of, your right. job is just to present. Um, for the people that I came in with, so it was me, Matt Barry, who's still there. I think he's the only one still there. 
So it was me, Matt Barry, Chris Hassel, who's at CBS, and Kim Dermish, who's at CBS, Doug Kazarian, who just left. He was doing betting. And Jamie Sire, who does um, Food Network stuff. So of the six of us that came in, and Jorge, Jorge Andres and Cole Wright. Cole Wright is down at Marquee Network. So like the almost 10 of us that came in, only one made it. Because they kind of changed what they did. Remember, Sports Center is not really Sports Center anymore. It's not 24 hours. It's not yeah. as – they're trying to get back to the traditional. Um, but they're really short-staffed there because they just don't do 24 hours anymore. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, it was a weird place to work. It's a really weird place. To I work just about. don't like. I this is something I brought up recently too. I don't like the. I just don't like air checking. Like after every, not not even after shows, but also, I used to work in a call center for a year and a half. So like, your used to work is ESPN. Mine is Charter Communications on Trowbridge <laughs> Drive in Fond du Lac. But we'd air check like, or we not, it wasn't called air check, but we would do for. Yeah. Me selling cable, and it's like this isn't helping me. Yeah, no, I actually had, so one of my bosses, because that's the other thing, like you have so many bosses at ESPN. The morning, afternoon, and nighttime sports centers have certain executive producers who report to an executive producer who reports to him, who reports to him, and they all call you in for different things. So I had one saying like, hey, just stop watching your air checks. It's just, it seems like it's messing with you a little bit because it is like, you see what you did wrong. So then- and look, it, it, it's good that you know what you're doing wrong so you can correct it, but you don't have to correct it the next day. You could work on it and work on it. So like if you get to a point where you're having problems pronouncing Russian names because it's you're doing hockey highlights, don't get too worried when the hockey highlight comes up. Yeah. Just know that like it's kind of in the back of your mind. Let's just focus a little bit. Maybe because they, they send you these shot sheets that you've never seen before. So you have interns in the back that have just cut all these highlights and the 8 o'clock sports center is by far the hardest because the games are ending at 8.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30. So the entire show that you just planned gets thrown out the door because they're just bringing uh, all these new highlights up. And you have to get the highlight on within like 10 seconds as soon as the game's over. I know it's a little behind the curtains, but it is what it is. I think uh, it's great. Yeah, no, no, no. So they bring you these shot sheets. And I mean, it is like two paragraphs. Like so-and-so takes the puck takes it up ice because you have to remember these interns that are writing and doing the highlights want to be producers. So they're overwriting everything. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get this highlight and I'm like, I'm just looking for the name and what happened. So I'm, I'm taking a Sharpie and just crossing everything out. And that's what really helped me get to the point where simplifying the highlight for me was the easiest way. So I saw the person's name. I saw the period. I saw what he did. And then I would just ad lib the rest of it. So with you being at Channel 12 now, WISN, I mean, that's got to be insanely helpful to have lived in that high oh my pressure. Gosh. Now oh, it's like, sure. I don't so, know, I would think it's like uh, you're going from PGA Tour to you're just mini-golfing, with all due respect. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I get what you're going back to local news, for sure. I mean, it, it, the, the best part about the journey back to Channel 12 is the, stop, or the stops along the way. So obviously I was at Channel 12, 2010 to 12. Then I went to ESPN. Then I was in New York City. Um, and New York City was absolutely insane. It was so much fun. Uh, we were crushing it. And then we were a Time Warner who got bought by Charter. And Charter comes in like, hey, sports doesn't matter. So we're canceling sports in all of our stations. Like, you're canceling sports in New York City? How stupid are you? <laughs> yeah. And then I get the Bally gig. And Bally was awesome as well. And we get to Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been good to us. I mean, my wife's crushing on ESPN. She has her morning show in town. Um, 
so when Dan's job opened up, I never thought I'd get back into local news, but it's been awesome. I mean, it's been such a fun job. And I forgot how much I like being at all the games. Because when you're at Bally, you have Brewers and Bucks. And that's it, which is fun. I mean, I got to be on the planes. I got to know Giannis a little bit better. Uh, and I always joked. I was joking with Eric Name and uh, Jim Ozarski on my last road trip with the Bucks. I think we went Detroit to Cleveland. And we were staying at the Ritz-Carlton in Cleveland. And I'm out to dinner with Name and, and Jim. I'm like, hey, man, they got they have us at the Ritz. It's okay. I mean, hotel to hotel. Like, I didn't see any big deal. My first assignment in at Channel 12, I was covering Leroy's induction, and they have us at the Red Roof Inn. I'm like, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> there's a big difference between the Ritz and everywhere else. That's why I always joke when these guys are on these, like, long road trips. Bro, you have a first-class flight. So the, the, for basketball, the planes are retrofitted. So every seat is a first-class seat with massive legroom. Yeah. Uh, you get off the direct flight that you don't have to go through TSA for. You don't have any pre-check or boarding things. So you get on and off the plane. You get onto a coach bus, and then you have a police escort to your five, six-star hotel. So there's no traffic. You're staying in the best hotels. You want to go to practice. You have a police escort to practice. You want to go to the game. You have a police escort to the game. And it's the same thing back to the plane. Like it's a, it's a really charmed life. The biggest thing you have to worry about is not partying too much. The, uh, the, the hotel that we stayed at in Canton, when we saw you, they recently, cause so Odyssey covered it obviously. Yep. But then I like Gary and I both paid for incidentals or whatever. So a month ago they're like, Hey, we don't have, we have no record of you guys paying to be here. You were charging your cards. And I'm like, no, you're not. I had the receipt. I remember I had it. I left it in Gary's car and you know, it's, it's long gone by now, but this hotel, and I think this is a scam hotels do. They look at who stayed with like a work third party and they see if anyone did incidentals and they just say, Hey, anybody out there that we'll, we'll catch, we'll catch like five people. That's a free yeah. bucks. So I had to change all Funny. my card. I had to change my card just so this guy didn't charge it. So I'm dealing with that trip a year later. That's a great scam. It is a great that's scam. A, that's a great because what are you going to do? Most of the time you're like, oh, maybe I did forget it. But then you have someone like you that saves the receipts. But I don't, I don't have the receipt, but I remember. Oh, you oh, you remember. Okay, okay. And I'm just not in a position right now where I'm going to just be like, yeah, I'm going to trust the hotel company on that one. They can have $300. Yeah. Well, charge me, boy, you, yes, sir. Charge me, please. Charge me double. Well, were you guys in Canton or were you outside? We were 20 minutes big... north. Uh, yeah. Cause it, yeah, that's what I was saying. So the good part about the Red Roof Inn. We were across was... from a Sheets. <laughs> Is that the gas station? Yeah, yeah. In Ohio. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah it, the Red Roof, it actually wasn't bad. Like it, when you're inside the room, you would never know it, it was Red Roof Inn. Uh, when you're outside, you definitely know. But there's no hotels in Canton. There's like no. three like, they had all the Hall of Famers, remember, saying at the Holiday Inn across the street. Like, imagine these pro football Hall of Famers, like, hey, go check into the Holiday Inn. Yeah, even with my brother working in the with the Warriors, it's like the hotels that he's been able to stay in. Oh. I mean, how do you ever go back? I will, uh, I'll check every now and then, because we just went to, my wife covered Special Olympics uh, World Games in Berlin, and it's a, it's a great hotel. Like, we stayed at... Uh, the heck was it called i think it was a hilton maybe it was a sheridan it doesn't matter it was a five-star hotel downtown berlin um 
I looked what the nightly rate was. It's like 800 euro. I mean, I, we, if we ever went on vacation, we're not spending 800 euro on a hotel for a night. Which it's is the same thing. what, like 400 bucks? No, no, the euro is more expensive. So it's probably like uh, 800, I would say like 850, 870 US Oh, dollars. We're, like, we're like the same now? They're, well, they've always been higher than us, the euro. Yeah. Well, when I went to Germany, Dario, when I was in high school, they didn't have the euro yet. I had Deutsche. Oh, yeah. You did the Deutschmark. Yeah. And the Deutschmark was much weaker. Yeah. No, the euro is strong. Same with the pound. Stinks. Where'd you go in Germany? Uh, where'd I go? We stayed. It was a two week stay. Oh, wow. Nice. For school. And I stayed with a family for one week. It was the year that Michael Vick got drafted by the Falcons. I I love how, like, in this business, we do everything by, yeah, it was that year Marino threw that really bad pick against the Bears. Because I had to log on to their Wi-Fi or their dial-up to find out who went number one. I stay with this family. We've never kept in contact. That I don't know. Yeah. Because well, again, yeah, we're probably like, them, remember that really shy American guy? It's a, it, you just go over, you you go to Germany for a weekend and just live with a family. I barely know the language at all. Yeah. And then we ran around. We went to, uh, I think the city was Krimitschau. Okay, but we were in Frankfurt. We were in Munich. Oh, so Bavaria, southern Germany. Yeah, I did take a day trip up to Berlin with the family I stayed with. I remember i mean i have pictures thank god yeah i mean berlin was cool like it's just any capital city it's museums monuments you could do it in a day and a half where you were is where i'd like to go back if i ever go back bavaria like munich frankfurt Nuremberg. we were in munich when there was a champions league game where bayern munich was playing man uh man united very cool we like i should have tried to go to the game but i just remember the streets it was like the two fan armies going against each other and i love soccer so much i like started crying i was like i want this to happen in america so same thing happened with us uh five six years ago we did a family trip to europe like a european cruise and one of the last stops was marseille uh in france and it was the they were hosting the semi-final of the euro cup that night france host nation versus germany defending world champs it was ridiculous yeah the the fanfare it, it was parades all over town Germany versus France. Uh, it was just, it was so cool seeing the fanfare. And you're right. We just don't have that here. Like we have fanatics, but nothing is near soccer fanatics. Well, once this pro soccer team comes, I can't wait. We the will. relegation is interesting to me with the UCL. Like, I, I think that's going to make it uh, fun. Not to correct you, but it's the USL. You, uh, I keep saying UCL. Thank you. No, thank you for correcting me. USL. I keep getting the champion part of it. I would like long term. I don't want to get it. Don't make me talk about soccer. I want to talk about soccer. Go. Well, the MLS. I like hate it so much. Why? Because it's not promotion relegation. That's to get in in America. You have to spend. There's San Diego. There was a San Diego USL team that was very successful, and some rich fat cat comes and says. Hey, I got five hundred million. I'm gonna have a team in San Diego now. And all of a sudden, all the They're fans gone. are gonna jump. Same thing have with Miami. You had Miami FC, and then my then Inter Miami comes. Yeah, which now I hate MLS so much, but I'm gonna buy this stupid package because I gotta watch Messi. 
Oh, without a doubt. I think November is when Miami comes to Soldier Field. I'm definitely trying to get tickets to that or October, November. Uh, it's either August or November. Oh, you got to press pass that one, D. Oh, for sure. It's good. The tickets are going to be ridiculous. The tickets are going to be absolutely insane for anything that Messi goes to. What I don't like is that MLS picks and chooses where they put guys. Like when a guy comes over, they're like, hey, we're going to send him here because it's going to be the best for the league. It's like, well, what if I want to see Messi in Columbus? They don't they don't do that as much, but this is definitely that. Like well, I mean, I feel he's like getting paid. Players. Every club is paying his salary. Oh, for sure. But like, look, you think it's a coincidence that David Villa is in New York and Zlatan goes to L.A. and Messi right, goes right. to. I right. mean, the biggest names go to the biggest markets. And, and it's cool because you get the. the, the and then core. to get real nerdy, there's like a rule against that. But then the MLS forced, like, I think one of these guys was actually the, like, the rights were held by Minnesota. Yeah. But then the league made him, like, trade. Yeah. It's just. It's stupid. But but look, to your relegation point, I forgot what the player was or who the player was that said it. Maybe it was Latan. He's like, look, the biggest difference between MLS and, and the rest of soccer is that winning isn't as important. Because even if you lose at MLS, the worst thing that happens that you finish last place and you start next season if you lose uh, in the premier league and you're bottom three you're going to a different league well one of the things i've been saying on cbs sports radio if you guys i fill in there you know that but i i've been talking about how sports are socialist i say this because it's like <laughs> you you do the worst you get the best thing you yeah you, you do the work the spurs get web and yama because they were bad for five years. That shouldn't be how it is. I don't know that I need the rich to get richer, but you have teams that – I just don't like that you have teams that, that they try to lose and it helps them. I don't – I'm glad you brought up Webanyama. What do you think of Greg Popovich? Is he the best coach of all time? Is he the best coach of all time? Or is he the best current coach? Now, as a Warriors guy, I do think Steve Kerr does not get enough credit. Would Steve Kerr be as good if he didn't have the team he has? Well, no, but Pop had three number one guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think Greg Popovich is that great of a coach. I don't think Phil Jackson is that great of a coach. If I'm being we honest. We just had this conversation uh, on CBS Sports Radio about Bill Belichick. Like, Oh, for sure. What has he done since Brady left? I don't. I think you need to find a good meld of coach and player. Like, I don't know that Brady – Brady doesn't have six without Bill, but Bill doesn't have six without Brady. Brady got one without Bill. He did in a and situation he got it where he was, was a fish really out of old. water. Yeah, he did. Uh, I, I always go back – because we were talking about this the other day when I was filling in on 94.5 ESPN. I just think coaching is sometimes overrated because they brought out their list of the top ten coaches, and most of them have Super Bowls and have really good teams, and Matt LaFleur is not on it. And again, I don't know if Matt LaFleur is a top ten head coach. Probably not at this stage. I also don't know how good absolutely Matt, not. Yeah, I, I I don't know how good of a coach or bad of a coach Matt Lafleur is because he had Aaron Rodgers for so long. Like I think Lafleur might be bad. I am worried. Look, if he runs the offense that Shanahan and McVay run, I'm excited to see it. Now again, we haven't seen that offense because Rodgers checks out all the time, or Rodgers checked out. Uh, now, and, and when you're Aaron Rodgers, you can do that because you're one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. You've won multiple MVPs. And you have a feel for the game. But if you can tell, if you told me last year that Brock Purdy was going to help 
lead the 49ers almost to the Super Bowl if he doesn't tear his arm off by just running what the hell was called, I would have said you're crazy. And uh, that's what I'm so excited about with this Packers team, right? I mean, I, I'm excited to see what Matt LaFleur's offense actually looks like. Because there's no oh, way yeah. in hell Jordan loves checking out of plays. Like, he's going to have his can play, right? Like, you know, you get two plays in the huddle. If you see one that you don't like, you can go to the next play. You're going to have your can play. But I, I, I don't think he's going to be checking out much. Or how at least come nobody, how come nobody entertains the thought that Jordan Love might be good? Like, not even, I, like, great. Bro, Everyone I just think assumes he he's going to suck. Did, did you see him in Detroit and Philly? Like those throws, and I said I understand Detroit was playing somewhat prevent coverage, but it wasn't one hundred percent totally bail. Like, no, did they, I tell you my Rogers theory? He, no. he, they were four and eight, and he was hurt, and they had no shot at the playoffs, and he knew he was going to get benched or put on the IR. So he goes on McAfee on Tuesday and starts the narrative, says I'm playing until we're mathematically eliminated, putting the Packers in a position that they're screwed. Yeah. Because now, now they because he didn't want the Packers to have five weeks of love. Yeah, then no, they I would have seen him, and everyone would have thought, "Oh, why is Rogers? Well, of course, we're going to get rid of him." I remember that was a soft part of the schedule. That's why I was trying to tell everybody. I understand the Packers made this run, but and I can't remember. I know it was the Dolphins, and I'm not sold. Dolphins, too, Rams were in there. Yeah, and Rogers averaged like two thirty and a touchdown yeah. and a pick in that time. He threw yeah, two no. against the Lions. Rodgers, broken thumb Rodgers was not the way to go. And it was selfish on him. I, I, I totally 110% agree with what you're saying. Because I think Jordan Love would have easily won those games and shown everybody that he could play. I, I think yeah. Jordan Love is going to be good. I don't think he's going to be great next year, but I think he's going to be above average. And according to all the talking heads right now, you only need Jordan Love to be average. There is so much optimism around this Packers team nationally, and I'm not, I'm not totally sure why. Like, I, I want them to be good because I like covering good teams. Um, but you would think on paper, what, where was, uh, what was the article? Jen showed me an article where they took out quarterbacks from teams and they just ranked the talent of the skill positions on each team. And the Packers came in fourth. Really? Which I find crazy. Like, Orlovsky is all about Jordan Love. Adam Schefter is, like, picking the Packers to win the NFC North. And granted, the NFC North stinks. I get Man. that. Um, that's why I thought that it was another reason that was so stupid for Rodgers to jump ship. Have you seen the Jets' schedule? It's, it's a gauntlet. Well, they need – what they need is their last six is cakewalk. They need that to be their first six because what's yeah. going to happen is they're going to be bad, and then there's the pressure is going to come on. And, uh, and he, has, yeah. he has no idea. I Look, I worked in New York for a couple of years. It's, it's no cakewalk. The reporters aren't – and this is the other thing. Everybody's like, oh, New York reporters don't pull punches, blah, blah, blah. There's no difference between a New York reporter and Green Bay reporter. The only difference is there are more New York reporters. So instead of being asked how was the game once, you guessed, you get asked how was the game 15 times. Like, but there's the chance for more wild card questions. Not really. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like Again, I was there for two, three years. I didn't hear one wild card question. Not one. And if what you about the fact that, that everyone in Green Bay wants to be Rogers' friend? That's a little so because Green Bay is a little bit more of a knit, uh, a tight niche community. You run into these guys in New York. You're never going to run into them because one, they all live in Jersey because that's where their practice facility is. For they're in Florham Park, um, 
for the Jets and they're in Flushing for New York Giants. But you just don't run into them. So you can say a little, you can be a little crazier online and via Twitter, which I know you probably write up your alley if you want to. Um, I'm a mess, <laughs> Diario. <laughs> uh, but in, in Green Bay, you run into these guys all the time. So it's just a, a little different of a relationship. But if you go back to his introductory press conference, who was the guy that asked the toughest questions? It was Matt Schneidman, a Packers beat reporter who went out to cover the Jets Rogers introductory press conference. Like I was there for Well, that's years. a bridge I torched also. He's a great dude. You should rebuild that bridge. Matt Schneidman is one of my favorite and he's super talented. Like super talented. You should rebuild that bridge. That should be your next one, Matt Schneidman. Should I tell you what I said? What'd you say? Oh, geez, Bart. I said, I said, Matt Schneidman's articles are so juvenile. I think he sends them to his edi- editor in Korea. Oh, Bart, you idiot. <laughs> I can't you come idiot. back from that. You can. You How come no one wants to rebuild with me? Oh, because I'm the torchy man. You're That's the torture. Don't rebuild with the torture. That's right. No, he look, I I texted him the other day, like he's had a good couple months between um the sit down with Goody that had a, a lot of great insight to the Rogers questions at the press conference. Uh I mean Schneidman's done a really good job the past couple months. Really this entire Rogers coverage. So uh, get back to the point where New York media is not crazy. It's the fans that are crazy. And there's so much uh, attention paid to these teams because you have, what, 50 million people living on an island in Manhattan. And then I don't think people also realize it's like if you were to take Brooklyn and separate Brooklyn from New York City, it'd be the second largest, third largest city in the country. Yeah. Outside of LA. Like New York City is just massive. And those are the people like the the radio airwaves, the, the fans are what makes it different. Like we have hardcore fans here, but the way they train their fans in New York, especially for sports talk radio, it's just so vitriol. It's just so much hate all the time. That's why you have guys like oh, I'm always I'm going to forget his name, uh, Mike WFAN, Francesa, Francesa. Thank you. Like he would just yell at fans, and you don't really have that as much here. I tried it a couple times when I was at the other station; it didn't work out too well. Uh, <laughs> Well, but I would you just, just yell at, see that that's what's so petty around here. I, I'm always I'm fighting with these other stations. I'm not fighting with the athletes, I'm fighting with the other radio guys. <laughs> TV guys, I think TV guys like me just fine. Well, I think radio, I think it's one station that doesn't like you because I think you were a threat. And then all well, that threat that. got neutralized when my company took us away. Yeah, but now look what's happening. You still have a massive following, you have a, a huge they would love to have this type of content. This this uh, Bart Winkler show audience, they would love to have that. So I, I think well, they know how to that, read me. Yeah, I don't think you want to go there. <laughs> it's, I, I think you're good. <laughs> if I were you, I'd stay where you are. What in front of a green screen? That's no, that's a real piano. <laughs> I love your fireplace. I like what you've done with the there, place. There, oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Don't reveal the curtain. We were having such a good time. No, I let me. I gotta. I live right on Lake Michigan. Let me go in that room. Oh yeah. There we go. Oh, there it is. Oh, man, that is a great view. Who's your designer? Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> I think if you what look, is, you can see the Aaron Waters show behind me. What is the red thing on the wall? 
What's oh, blood. I killed someone. Blood, you killed a knight. Yeah. Actually, it does look like a murder scene on that wall. I don't know. It I looks like you blowtorch somebody. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, you know, I tried out for uh, ESPN's dream job. Well, how did that go? Well, look at me. <laughs> Not great. I went to the Twin Cities. Okay. Um, so here's how that process worked. I went to the Twin Cities, and I just, like, dressed like whatever. There were people in suit and ties. And I'm like, oh, geez. You know, they're, they're, they're coming. to. Play. I just did it. I was like, because I always wanted to be, I went to school for, I always thought I'd be like a guy on Sports Center. That's what I went to school for. And I'll get into that in a sec. But I went to Dream Job, and the first thing we did was a test, like on sports knowledge. Yeah. I don't know if I did that good. And then they stood us in a circle, and they go, all right, I'm going to point to someone, and you're going to give a home run call, as you would on a highlight. And they pointed to me, and I'm like, uh, Pedro Martinez to David Ortiz. They were teammates at the time. I go, and he crushes it out, and no fans getting that one. As like it left the stadium or something. I don't know. It was bad. And they go, what? (laughs) I didn't make the next round. No. Really? No, that call? No. Well, I said also, I also said Pedro Martinez to David Ortiz. They were teammates. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Pedro Martinez pitches to David Ortiz. It was batting practice. It was a. It was uh. You know what it was? You were thinking spring training. I like was red versus white squad or blue versus white squad. I was because it was held in the spring. You're right. That's I exactly was. what it was. For but sure. I went to see, school. I was the you know the sports director of our college station, and I did all the sports shows and the sports on the news, and then I get a TV job in lacrosse. And I'm, you know, a photographer cutting your teeth and then trying to do demos and, and whatever. And my boss, who didn't like me from the jump, I don't even know why she hired me, was just like, we had a talk and then she goes, I just don't see you talking sports. And I was like, well, that's what like I would, that's what like, that's I'm here. Crappy thing to say to someone trying to get in the business. So someone said that to me as well. Here's the thing, especially in small markets, they don't want a sports department. They find it a nuisance. They think it's too much of the budget. So the station I started off in Fort Myers at Wink TV, they got rid of their sports department. And when I was there, they asked me if I wanted to do news. 
And then when I got an agent. Wink TV, know, great call letters, by the way. Yeah, I know. And we were CBS. So it was like an I, Wink. Um, I mean, like my name. Oh, Winkler. There we go. I, I'll get there one day. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they just, they don't like sports. They, they, they think it's a nuisance. So it always gets cut for it. weather. Oh, yeah. Hey, look outside. What's the weather like? There you go. Yeah. My, my favorite's Florida. I could be a Florida weatherman today. It's going to be sunny, hot, with a chance of rain at three. Back to you. Your weather department at Channel 12, let me just compliment. They are so good. They are amazing. That, that's So up here, it's a lot different. Like in Florida and California and, and Arizona, the weather is pretty much the same. But, man, what Baden and Slater and Molly and um, the crew does, they, they do such a good job. I think what needs to stop is, uh, and this is not a them problem. This is a a people problem. We got to stop like tweeting Mark Baden and being like, oh, you said it's going to rain tonight, but like at 545, am I okay for my softball game in Richfield? He told you it was going to rain, dude. Yeah, exactly. And then whenever the storms are coming, it's like, oh, I got, I got, I got snow flurries in Delavan tweet at Lindsay Slater. (laughs) <laughs> so whenever i go on vacation i ask bait what the weather is going to be like where i'm going like hey it says uh it could be raining around three in orlando we're going to disney yeah what do you think ah don't worry about it you'll be fine yeah Rain no I, I get it i love baden first off mark is just he's such a cool dude um but i love giving him crap all the time because it like my predecessor needles used to do that uh so, like, if it's a bad weather day or he gets the, the weather wrong, which is very uh, unlikely, just, like, letting him know, like, hey, you could have been better here. You could have been real good. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring him, but I almost got my hair wet because of you. Yeah. Just let that sink in. What um, a jerk. <laughs> no, Baden's great, man. They're all so funny. Uh, and they do a good job, too. I mean, they do. And that's not just because I work at Channel 12. Like, they are the best. What was it last week? We had that uh, funnel cloud. I think Baden's at Bastille Days and Molly's back in studio. And within like five minutes, Baden's back in studio doing tornado coverage for an hour and a half. It's like, holy cow. Good for you guys. Like, I don't have to do anything. You don't need me on set. I'm going to go to Subway. Yeah. Oh, sports is canceled tonight. Sport canceled? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, my show for 10 is done. Yeah. I'll put a web exclusive. Yeah, exactly exactly you still do you still get like you were at some golf tournament lately you still like getting out and covering stuff though yeah so that was the one thing um when i was going for the job that they wanted they wanted the sports director to be out more i love being out to be honest i hate being in studio like studio is boring like we get into this business because we want to be out at the games and see the games and i think i i've said this online a lot i'm not really a fan anymore i'm not a fan of any team because the business kind of takes you out of it and you have to i try to be as even keeled as possible because imagine like if i'm a hardcore fan of the brewers when they got swept by the a's i would have lost my mind i would not have been able to go on tv radio is different because you want that emotion you want to generate that conversation with fans that are listening on radio tv you have to be a little bit more even keeled i root for the brewers i root for the packers because i want them to do well it's easier to cover them if they're doing well for tv um but I like being out of the games. Like I was at the uh, American Association All-Star Game on Tuesday. Uh, yesterday I was at the Cream Puff 5K, which was a blast. 
Uh, I like going to all the Packer games. It's just, it, it's fun. You get an energy and you get a sense of like what's actually happening because you see what's not happening on TV. And then when you get in the locker room, there could be a different story. Like the mm-hmm. players could be like, oh yeah, you know, this looked like a total butt whooping, but really this play and this play, that's what changed the game. It's like, huh, I didn't see that, but you did because you were on the field. And now I've talked to you about that. And it gives me a better understanding of what you guys put emphasis on and what you prioritize compared to what the game broadcast is prioritizing. So, yeah, I love the biggest thing I ever got out of the Brewers. Are you going out to going out in the locker room? There is the vibe. Oh, for sure. Like there were some years, the vibe was so good. And there were some, the vibe was so bad. I remember, uh, remember the year. So remember Jason Rogers was the backup third baseman or whatever. First baseman. Don't some guy they traded some guy they traded with for the Pirates this is like 14 or 15. And Aramis Ramirez was there at the time. Okay. And I asked him like, so you're trying to learn third base. Is Aramis giving you tips? And he looked at me. He's like, you think Aramis talks to me? And I was like, oh, shh. This team's a mess. And yeah. it was 2015. They sucked. No, but it's amazing. Is- like I, my judge is always, if there's music playing, the vibe is good. And if there's not, the vibe is bad. That's yeah, no, I, I see that for sure. And and the vibe in this Brewers clubhouse is awesome. And like, it's not, it, it's grouped. Like, so like all the Latin guys are like the first ones that you walk in there on the left side. The starting pitchers are all the way on the right side. The all star um, position players, Yelich and can't call Owen Miller an all star, but like the better position players, like back left corner. Um, well, he also stinks now, but go ahead. He had one bad game. Don't you don't you he had one good month. He had one good month. He should Owen be Miller is a godsend. He is a national Keston here should be halfway at the club. Go ahead. The problem with Keston is that if you bring him up and he flames out again, you can't send him down. That's what they're scared of. There's no options for Keston. So if you send him up, if you bring him up and he struggles again, because there is, and I know Pat Murphy said this the other day, there is a big difference between AAA and major league pitching. And granted, oh, yeah. Jesse Winker, Jesse Winker is not doing much right now. You have a massive hole at a DH spot. Uh, Keston is a huge liability in the infield. So you can really only DH him, which again, it's not like you're getting much production out of the DH anyway. So why not? But if you bring him up and he struggles again, which he's done the past two years, what are you going to do with him? You have to release him. Why don't the Brewers just admit that they want Keston in Nashville so they can go for the AAA crown? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what they want. Yeah, right. No, I, look, I'm a huge Keston fan. I thought Luke Voigt was going to be a big contributor to this team. And it just shows that most teams, most pitchers don't care about spring training. Because the two yeah. hottest guys, Rosso and Voigt, Luke Voigt, Lot, Voigt, yeah. You're uh, right. Are no longer on the team. Luke Voigt also thought he'd have a big year. Man, I was. you should have saw him in batting practice. He hit his first day there. I'm standing with. Matt Arnold, um, and we're just kind of shooting the crap. And he hits a home run so far, it hits the practice facility. So, like, we're on the bottom field, and he hits, like, a 450, 500-foot home run that hit Matt Arnold's office. And I'm like, I think you just hit a home run with this dude. And four months later, he's not on the team. Oh, so you maybe convinced Arnold to keep Voight. I without a doubt did. I'm like Matt Arnold. It's your uh, fault. Whisper. Yeah, it's my fault. The reason Keston Hira is in the minors is because of me. I got in Matt Arnold's ear. 
Let me uh, ask you one more thing here. Okay. Um, somebody was, I was chatting with someone and their take was, this is the most competent the Brewers have ever been. And that's probably going to end soon. And no one's enjoying it. Like there's a sense that Brewers fans, I don't know. People are like, I changed my profile picture on Twitter to Shohei Otani in a Brewers hat. And people are like, why don't you just enjoy how good the team is? And then people are going on and on about, you know, Contreras being great. And I go, he is great. I, I was so jacked when we got him. I was so jacked. But now people are like, see, it justifies the hater trade. No, it doesn't. Hater trade was bad. They caught, you don't get rewarded for bad behavior. Why was the hater someone trade else bad? Someone bails you out. Uh, why, in your opinion, why was the hater trade bad? Well, outside of what it did to the clubhouse and they were in first place. Which is a big thing. Like, so that's one thing that people don't realize. Taking hater out of the clubhouse crushed them because Taylor Rogers was a weird dude. Like, Zach Grinky level weird, but not good. So, like, it, it, it threw off the entire chemistry of the clubhouse. So, at that point, it, it doesn't get talked about enough. But, but the yeah, return wasn't that, good. Well, it, it's good now. Who? Piamps. Because remember, you flip Ruiz for Piamps and Contreras. But that, so, you're, so the hater trade's good because the A's are stupid. Yeah. All you got to do is find one stupid team, one desperate team. And you found a desperate team in the Braves who needed, who wanted a, an all-star catcher, even though they had one in Contreras. They needed a third team to come in. Like, hey, we'll give you this nobody pick. We nobody minor leaguer. Who's Hater trade was so bad. David Stearns left baseball. Mm, I think David Stearns left baseball because he has another job lined up. Is he taking Craig with him? No, I, I don't see. I've seen that as well. I don't see Craig leaving anytime soon. Um, He's not signed for another year. Like, what are? I don't think. I think he wants to be done with the Brewers. Look, maybe a change of scenery. No, I think Craig wants to be done as a manager. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's still young. His kids are going. Uh, his youngest son Jack's going to what Michigan next year. Maybe he wants to just travel around and watch their games. Like that's some time you never. I get think back. Craig wants to be like Vinny Rotino, where he's like on the broadcast sometimes and he's with the team, but he's not. Remember, he there. did he did that. And I know. I think he wants back yeah. in. Uh, maybe, but where where? I mean, Bally's going. That was another reason I took this job. I got wind that Bally was going under. And you might have another season and a half of pre and post. You'll always have the in-game broadcast. So like BA, Rock, Vinny, Dilly, Sophia will always be there because you're going to have to broadcast the in-game stuff, but the pre and post game shows are gone. Like they're going to be I gone. I they'd be gone by now. Bally still has, Bally's still kicking in Wisconsin. Uh, because they paid the Brewers, which was the lowest rights fee. Mm. Um. Yeah, but, I mean, they just lost another team. I can't think of the team, but I think they're down to, like, they lost five teams already. And it's a question mark if they're going to be able to pay the Bucks for their broadcasting rights. How much do you worry about AI taking over entertainment and thus our jobs? <laughs> I never thought of it until, like, last week when people were making, like, a big deal about AI. I'm very scared of AI. I've been Are scared you? of robots forever. I'm so scared of AI. Fan. You're a Terminator fan? I just think that was a history lesson that we ignore. <laughs> it might be. History is going to repeat itself the Arnold Schwarzenegger way. I don't um, understand what we're doing. I don't I don't know enough about AI 
to be scared about it. So like, I just, and that, and that might just be me being stupid and naive, which it probably is. I just don't know enough about the capabilities of what it could do. Like, could it have a conversation like this where it's just generic and we kind of like turned the camera on and just started talking? Could AI do that? Because I think people are very entertained by this type of stuff. Or is AI going to be just very nuts and bolts? Like in the second inning, Christian Yelich, RBI double, Brewers win. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think it talks like <laughs> It talks yeah. like that's the, See, that's how I see AI in my mind. No, you're going to be able to program it to be like, I want to watch Channel 12 highlights of a guy who hates my teams. And then your face pops up. <laughs> and then, it, yeah, and then it's like, oh, William Contreras in a home run, but geez, a Josh Hader train. <laughs> Let's see if I have a Josh Hader train. I, I like that conversation. That's funny. Um, do you think the Brewers are going to sign Josh Hader after this year? The $24 no. million? So then they did a good job by getting a lot of good pieces for him, right? My take on the – do you think they're going to trade for Josh Hader again? I think so. With 100, so I said this – Do you think the they're going to trade for Josh Hader? I could 100% see it. The but then you know that if they ball. do – if they trade for Josh Hader, he has to pitch the – he He'll has be to the, be the closer. No. So my theory is he'd be Justin Jefferson. Remember when J.J. was the closer's closer or what they did in 18 when Ooh, Hader was – Mario, not to correct you again, but – you mean Jeremy Jeffress. What did I say? Justin Jefferson? Man, I'm off today. Jeremy Jeffress. <laughs> and I was I like him too. We 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 used to grab beers on the road. Anyways, when JJ in 18 and the way they that council used Hater in 18, like you had JJ as the starters closer, and then you would throw Hater in when the meat of the odor came up. Like let's say it's the seventh inning, instead of throwing Pie amps or Elvis, you throw Hater. And then Devin Williams is still your closer. Nope. Won't work. There's no way Hater comes here. And you know why? Why? You know, if Josh Hater gets traded to the Brewers, he has to come into the game after Devin Williams. Because the last time Devin Williams saw Josh Hater leave somewhere, he cried about it for two oh, weeks. Oh, geez, Louise. I hate you. I should have known there wasn't an actual <laughs> argument coming with your stupid green screen background. What do you mean? I'm Lake Michigan. It's blue as, blue as ever. Oh, I just saw the Blue Angels again. Nice. Yeah, those um, sons of bitches. Look, I, I think it's a real possibility you get Josh Hader back. I don't think Josh Hader moves into the closer role. I think Devin Williams has shown that he can be that guy. And it gives Craig Council tons of flexibility. Tons of flexibility. He could throw a hater whenever he wants to. He could start hater if he wanted to. Look at all those awards behind you. Is that an Avengers comic? Yeah, bro. Signed by Stan Lee and Neil Adams. Oh, shit. I'm a huge dork, bro. I'm an MCU freak. Yeah, man. I love it. I used to go to all those comic cons. Oh. I love it. Not that big of a dork. (laughs) Don't hate. Well, good to talk to you. Thanks for putting me on TV. Yeah, Saturday. We're going to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Or Saturday, we had fun, depending on when this airs. This is airing after we were back. So we had, a lot, we had a lot of fun on Saturday. We did. <laughs> I wore the same thing I wore the last time. 
It's the only suit you have. Mm-hmm. I did get a haircut, though. It looks great. This is not the hair you will see tomorrow. There we go. I like it. We're going to have fun. We're going to have Mark tomorrow on. I hope you didn't burn that bridge. I don't know if Chewy even knows, like, what I am. Chewy's funny. Have you ever listened to that show, like, The Morning Show? Jen gave me uh, Your wife's show? My wife's show. My better half. No, I, I listened to it a little bit one day, and I thought that it was a really good, like, that's the kind of formula you need in the morning. Yeah, it, it, they have a really good flow because <clears throat> Chewy's really embraced his role as the smart, dumb guy. Because Chewy is very smart when it comes to X's and O's. Like, he, he just gets the game because he, he played the game for so long. But he's also the stupid dork, and he just plays the role so well. Where I don't Jen listen is, to any sports radio, though, that's not before or after I'm on. Ah. Uh, because I either get mad. I just get mad. I get mad that they're doing something that I didn't think of. Or I get mad that uh, it's bad. They're doing something that I should be doing. No, I get mad when it's bad. Yeah. Which I get. I mean, I was that way a lot with uh, when I left ESPN. I, I, I mean, to be honest, I don't even watch sports center anymore. Because I see some of the people. Like, what? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. I mean... Because I know how the sausage is made, I know where I was when I left, and I see some. Of the, and I and I've worked with all the people that are there now, even the new guys. They're all digital, so they were all lowest. They were they were all digital anchors, and then they promoted to Sports Center, and, and good for them. Like they, they've taken the opportunity, but it's like you're telling me you couldn't just like kept me there and kept me on ESPN News, and we'd go from there. That said, then I wouldn't be a sports director in a top forty market. It all works out for a reason, my friend. That's what people say when they're unhappy. Yep. <laughs> Shut your face. I'm very happy. Do you see the smile on my face? I'm extremely happy. No, that's what I say. Oh, yeah, it all works out for a reason. Yeah. Intercom became Odyssey. Our our stock went under a dollar. Uh, they cut places all over the country, but they hired me back, and I work out of the same building that I did for seven years. Yeah, and you, got, you still got your uh... – your morning show award, right? I do have a couple of those over there. There you go. You should put that behind you. You should do what I did. Create like a backdrop of conceited. I don't have any Emmys. You don't have any of these bad boys? Uh, No. I don't have any of those. Unfortunately. You want to see something funny? If you give me like one second. I do have... Bart Winkler, third place, predicting Bucks champ winning a championship. That's awesome. I want to show you something funny. Give me like one second, okay? One second. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm gonna be right back. Hold on. Hold on. I want to show you something funny. <laughs> I have a Leroy Butler cookbook. Ooh, I like Leroy Butler cookbooks. Autograph. All right. So I always like I have the this. Mark Jackson card where the Menendez nice. brothers are in the background. Oh, that's great. That's a great card. Yeah, right in the back, his right and my left. That's awesome. Not the so was, Melendez brothers. Yeah, I don't kill my parents. So I always like to show people this. So I have a couple of these. They're awesome regional Emmys. They're they're very proud moments for me. My wife, who's also a superstar, who is the superstar of the household, has national emmys 
And I always like to show the size comparison. So anytime I feel like I know what I'm doing in my life and like I'm really successful, I just look at what she's doing and it shows me that I still have a lot to do. So I have like a baby award and she has like 10 of these massive ones. So yeah, it's fun. It's always humbling coming home, knowing my wife is better than me in every aspect. Well, with that, I can relate. <laughs> but that's what we do, right? You want to you want to uh, find a significant other that's better than you. I just feel bad for her that she found me. I do also. <laughs> I feel very bad. <laughs> I'm sorry that this is what you got. Yeah, I'm sorry this is what you had to settle for. You should have done better. Dario, appreciate you. No, this was fun, man. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.